So once again, I ask you for very special prayers for the people in Gaza, Lebanon, Israel, and all that surrounding area. You know, the footsteps of Jesus in that whole land and the footsteps of uh, the people of Israel who came out of slavery into the promised land, that whole of our faith traditions. Um, uh, it is so sad that there's so much, so much death, so much suffering, so much pain uh, going on uh, even today. So let us pray in a special way, like the beautiful readings that we have first reading. God is compassionate. Let us pray that a, a spirit of compassion may begin to grow until there is peace and that all people are safe and all people can live their life to its fullness. And please give me one minute. I've just started reading glasses. I'm borderline, but now I'm not borderline. I keep forgetting them. <laughs> but it was great when I could do without them, but now I can't. So, um, you know, the very beautiful reading, the gospel reading, when people asked Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? It is something that was very common, very common at that time, uh, because every rabbi, every established religious leader were asked to give us the core of the teachings of God, the very core message. And this was something that was asked, um, that was asked of Jesus when the disciples said, teach us to pray, because every group had their own special prayer. And Jesus, I will give you the, uh, the, uh, the prayer that is the core of everything I believe in, and that is the Lord's Prayer. And that is like, when you look at it, that is a wonderful synopsis of everything that Jesus lived for, everything he loved, he believed in, and ultimately he died for. So when they're asking him for this um, commandment, this law, it is something that Jesus lived by and wanted us to live by and wanted the world to live by as well. So. The commandment, as we all know, to love God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, all our strength, and to love our neighbor as ourself. Um, when the people heard this, they would have been very much in agreement with the first one, because it is beautiful that that is the prayer that Jesus said first thing in the morning, every day of his life to love God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, all our strength, and to love. And that is the, the first prayer that Jesus and all Jewish people would have said and still say even till today. So there would have been 100% agreement there. The second one was not as popular, not as taking as seriously, uh, to, and to, to love your neighbor as yourself. There would have been a kind of a varied opinion on this. But the amazing thing is, it wasn't that it wasn't practiced, but it was practiced in a very narrow way. And as we know, 
this is something that Jesus expanded. He expanded on it. When, he, when we think about the parable of the Samaritan, and then Jesus says, Samaritans despised at the time, then who is my neighbor? And which one was the good neighbor? So Jesus was constantly expanding that. So Jesus then, in this commandment, established a very close connection, an intimate and inseparable connection between the love of God and love of neighbor. One of the ancient prophets, one of the ancient rabbis, um, before Jesus, or I think it was just before Jesus, put it very well. Don't do to others what you don't want done to you. Think about that for a minute. Don't do to others what you don't want done to you. Don't gossip about somebody if you don't want people gossiping about you. Don't hold people in their faults and failings if you don't want people holding you in their faults and failings. Don't hold somebody in resentment. Don't hold resentment for somebody. Resentment is because you have been hurt or wounded. If you don't want other people holding you in resentment because you have hurt them. So this is something that's, that's a way of life. It's something that's very, very profound. So to love others means simply loving them as we want them to love us. To loving people as we want them to love us. So it is a, it is a very profound teaching from Jesus. It is the only appropriate response to what Jesus is presenting to the people to establish God's reign on earth is by loving as we are love ourselves. So it focuses on God's being and acting should be programmed for everyone. This is a program that would bring peace and bring God's presence and joy into the world. Doing, do not do to others what you don't want done to you. So the important thing is then that we don't, Jesus says, we don't read the laws carved in stone, in stone tablets, but we encounter God in the requirement of love in other people's lives. So when we see somebody and we see that perhaps they're not at their best. We should be focused on what is the requirement of love that they have so that they can know of God's great love for them. And it's something that's very challenging. And remember, Jesus broadened this out to include everyone. In God's kingdom, all human creatures, even the ones we find most contemptible, have a right to experience the love of others and to receive the help they need when they, when they live to live in dignity. So the, even the most contemptible people in our lives, even the people that make us angry, even the people that insult us, even the people that undermine us, it is 
such a great temptation to become unloving towards them. And if we do that, then we are, we are becoming enslaved into sin, into woundedness, into pain, into resentment. What Jesus wants us to live is life, and it's life in its fullness. Obviously, forgiveness is a crucial part of it. But what is most importantly, we should not do to others what we don't want done to us in our lives. That is a very simple, but it is a very profound message that Jesus invites all of us to live by.